1: A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
0: When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. All right, yeah, our roster looks great on paper. Whoopty hell.
1: Whoopty hell. All right. But at the end of the day, we better be a, be a good team. And you start building that during this time of the year.
0: Get your sore ass up! Get your sore ass up! Doing a lot of talking with somebody ain't do shit today. Doing a lot of talking. Do you this think you're resume. better
1: than Jarrell Rivas is right now? Is I'm better right than now. you. My 24 years of
0: life, I'm better at life than you. Dang, dang! Tell me I ain't 36! I ain't never seen you before, huh? Back up, Tattercoach, you need some We gonna expose you, i gonna you, boy! All right, we come at your ass. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Roundtable. Let's go. Let's go! What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable podcast. Proud members of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. You can find them at PodNet on Twitter. You can find me, your host, Matthew Burning at Sports Fanatic MB on Twitter. We are just one of a ton of great podcasts associated with this network, though some of which are Jim Day of FF Champs, Corey Parsons and Doctor Rodo from Sirius XM Radio, Mister Bob Lung, from the award-winning fantasy football consistency guide, and the creator of the Midwest Fantasy Expo, Dwayne McFarland, Blake Sullivan, and a ton of great others. And you can find all of us. On FullTimeFantasy.com, your one-stop shop for all of your fantasy news, advice, and strategies. We at the Roundtable are also excited to be partnering with ExpandTheBoxScore.com. You can find them at XTBoxScore on Twitter. They have some of the most advanced stats in football, baseball, basketball, and college football. College football stats are extremely hard to find. For just $15 a year, you can look at all of these. I'm telling you guys, it is well- Worth it. If you like to dive into the analytical side of sports and or for, I use it for prospects, college football prospects specifically. It is amazing. It goes down to the minutest of details in this stuff. And again, it's just $15 a year. If you use our code ROUNDTABLE, you will get 10% off of that, which is a steal of a deal, if I do say so myself, and probably the best deal in the industry. So definitely check them out, especially if you want to get a jump on the upcoming draft class. It'll be well worth your time and money. And we've got another great episode for you guys today. Mr. Dennis Bennett is back with us. Follow him at culture underscore coach. He's actually waiting right here. He's online. We're about to jump on and we're going to talk about our 2020 rookie wide receiver ranks. And it's another Friday episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Show. Can't wait to get going here with you guys. We've got Mr. Dennis Bennett back with us this week. We're going to continue our Rookie Ranking Series. You can follow Dennis at culture underscore coach on Twitter. Dennis, how has your week been? Are you surviving the COVID-19 apocalypse?
1: I am surviving. It, uh, you know, works a little screwy. But you know, you keep moving forward and doing what you need to do. Take care of your own business and uh hopefully uh everything works out. Kids are off school for 3 weeks.
0: Oh, I know. Yeah, we just we but, just had that happen to us too here.
1: But uh I have a 14-year-old now. Uh-huh. So that that does provide with some flexibility. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we actually just got the uh, the news today that our our kids... My son is on spring break this week, and so he we just got a heads-up from his school that spring break will now be extended an extra two more weeks and that they will not be returning to school till March 30th. So, it's insane. It's crazy, man, to think how... Uh, I mean, I would say almost, not even just a month ago, we were all kind of looking at this like, alright, cool, you know, like, not not cool, I guess, but everybody's kind of watching it and it is, it has escalated quickly, but... We're going to talk about fantasy football because, really, there's nothing to talk about. The Everything sports-wise has been shut down. We have already talked about our running backs, quarterbacks, and tight ends for the rookie rankings. We're going to finish it up this week now with our wide receivers. Always kind of my favorite position to talk about and favorite position to rank. Got a little bit more this week. We've kind of been right around the—well, t- not the quarterbacks, but tight ends, a little right around 10. I think we had like eight— Running backs, we had ten. I've got fifteen on mine. How many do you have, Dennis? I
1: I got fifteen as well. All right, I I, I was at twelve, and then I saw you were at fifteen, and I was (laughs) like, okay, well, I feel comfortable with my wide receivers. So,
0: yeah, and I'm I'm looking at it here. We've got a little bit of a difference here in some of our guys too. So it's gonna that's gonna make things interesting. So we're gonna do as usual. We'll kick it off with you. Give us uh, your number fifteen wide receiver.
1: Well, my number fifteen is uh Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State. Uh huge catch radius. Uh decent speed. Uh I, I definitely think he has some development to go. That's why he, he's at fifteen. Um but I, I want to see where he lands. Uh not I d I don't know that draft capital will impact him because I do I, I wouldn't have expected him to go maybe any earlier than the third round anyways. So, you know, if he goes third, fourth round, he, he should get an opportunity to compete for a, a a backup role. And he's shown that he can, you know, do some, he can, he can uh, play some special teams. You know, the thing with him is that 80 inch catch radius, you know, you just, if you yeah. get it in the neighborhood, he should be able to bring it in.
0: Yeah, I like I like Ayuk. I've got him a little bit higher. Uh, i on, mine, but we're kind of right in the same range. Mine, I'm just going to be honest here, everybody. There's probably other players I could have put over him, uh, but it's and it is a little bit of a homer pick. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but I've got KJ Hill here at 15. Uh, obviously didn't do much at the uh, the combine really didn't do much his seat or his, yeah, his senior year here at uh, at Ohio State uh, with the offense. It really kind of didn't revolve around him as much as it did the year prior. Comes in with a 19% college dominator, uh, no breakout age as he was really kind of not really fully breaking out. I I like him overall. I'm not sure what he's going to bring for fantasy, unfortunately. I think his is going to be very landing spot dependent. If he lands on a certain team that I think puts him in the slot and uses him the right way, I think it'd easily be a high-end wide receiver three, low-end wide receiver two. He can build those rack yards. He's got really good hands. I think he's a really good and established route runner. Seems like a lot of the guys. If you you look at a lot of guys that, that are coming out this year in Ohio State and even next year with like Chris Olave who's gonna likely come out well he has to come out next year. Just established, really good route runners. They do a really good job of of drilling that into the wide receivers at Ohio State. So I like Kill a lot. I think he's a guy who's really kind of running under the uh uh, under the radar here with a lot of these other guys. And uh, he's a guy that I think you could easily steal in the fourth round of your rookie draft that has a lot of upside. So that's why I kind of threw him on here. As I said, there's a couple other guys I might have been able... There's one that I really wish I wouldn't have left off that you've got here coming up soon uh, that I probably should have put at 15, but I'm going to roll with K.J. Hill at 15. I, I like you his know I,
1: I, I like K.J. Hill, but I, I think he's a not-as-good Keenan Allen. Okay. And, you know, he's that route runner. There's some fight in him, just about the same size. You know, he plays maybe a little faster than he tests. You know, so he, he has the potential to be okay. Yeah. But I don't think he's anything more than, you know, a wide receiver four in the NFL. I, okay. I, I think that he's going to – There's a, he's always going to struggle with his athleticism. And there's going to be somebody with more athleticism. That can do the things he does, plus other things that he can't. So I think he'll be on a team, and you know he's a guy I could see having a 10 or 12 year career uh, because he can. He'll do the dirty work. He's right. a smart guy. He's a leader. But I feel like Terry McLaurin kind of coming out of nowhere last year. Uh, I, I think people are going to overdraft KJ Hill, looking to catch that magic in a bottle again, and I just don't think it's there.
0: Yeah, I, I can I can understand that argument. Like I said, I feel like I won't I won't lie. The I don't know why you have the next guy so low, but he is my guy. But uh, uh, the guy above him is is who your thirteen is who I probably should have thrown in at my fifteen. He he's a guy who really had a breakout year in college, uh, uh, but I, I don't have him on my list at all. Who give us your fourteen? Who is probably I think our well, there's two of them. Him and and uh, your guy at twelve I think are probably our biggest discrepancies uh, in our ranks. So who do you have at fourteen?
1: You know, I, I have Isaiah Hodgins at 14, you know, big 6'4", 210. Uh, again, he kind of falls into that possession receiver guy. I do think he p- plays a little faster than he timed. Uh, has decent uh, agility. Uh, you know, he played on some awful teams. I know you you like to trumpet how bad the teams he played on were. but I mean, they were I, bad, I think, like really bad. I, for me, I think he's... He's a guy that can come in and he, he can produce as a second wide receiver. I think he'll he, – he you can put, you know, an alpha alpha dog receiver across from him, somebody that's big and fast, mm-hmm. put somebody else in the slot, and Hodgins is always going to – he'll be the guy that's always going to get you 11 yards on third and 10.
0: Yeah. I agree with you hundred percent on that. Hey, I love I love me some some Isaiah Hodgins. I as I I mentioned, I have him much higher up my ranks. Anybody who uh, follows me on Twitter knows how much I like that kid. Uh, I I don't disagree with what you're saying on him being a wide receiver too. I don't see him as a wide receiver one necessarily, but I do think with his skill set, uh, I mean, I think he could be easily a, a huge, uh, well, excuse me, red zone monster. And so that's kind of why I have him as high up because, uh, like you were just mentioning with. Uh, Iuke's catch radius, um, my goodness, I just, why did I, Hodgins, I was completely forgetting who we were talking about there for a second. Hodgins is right there with him, if not better, and some of the catches that he's made in college is just outstanding. Uh, for me at 14, I have the, uh, the uh, combine darling here in Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame. Obviously, for anybody who watched the combine knows he had a tremendous combine, really kind of shot himself up. A lot of people's boards, uh, he was being mentioned in the likes of uh, Calvin Johnson. You're probably, you know, one of the best wide receivers you've ever seen play uh, as a Detroit fan. I mean, he, with his size 6'4 and weight 238 and came in as fast as he did, I don't remember exactly what his 40-yard dash time was, 4.42. Uh was right up there, like the likes of Calvin Johnson. So he he had a tremendous combine, really kind of put himself out there. I do think playing at Notre Dame hurt him a little bit. Uh, Ian Book, not one of the better quarterbacks in college, in my opinion, but uh, doesn't have a breakout age here because he didn't ever really break out in college, just like KJ Hill we were just talking about. But had a thirty three point four percent college dominator rating, which is was fairly good, not great, uh, but I mean it is it's it's up there. I, I like him. For me, these last couple of guys, uh, there's one guy, the next guy on my list, I think should be higher, but I'm, I'm kind of concerned about him a little bit. For me, my like 12 yeah. through. Well, I got
1: to be I gotta be honest, Matt. I look at your 13, 14, and 15, and I really think we should have done a top 12.
0: <laughs> well, I, I don't disagree with you on that for the most part. I, I, the only reason <laughs> I wanted to do 15 is because I these last three guys, I do think they have potential. I, I mean, I know we disagree on KJ Hill, Uh, and I know you don't have Claypool on yours either, but I feel like Claypool could be something. I'm really more sold on my 13 guy. I think he was hurt more by his team than anybody else in this group. And I really think, especially with what he did at the Combine, that he could very easily be a, a really dynamic like wide receiver too at the NFL level. So I, I once I put him on there, I was like, well, I could also kind of see that from Claypool. And then I just had to get K.J. Hill in there. So that's why I went 15. But I, I like Claypool. Uh, I'm interested to see his landing spot before I either move him up or move him down again. These are guys you're probably grabbing in like the third fourth round of your rookie draft. So they're, they're you know, dart throws. And I think Claypool has a chance to be a really good dart throw for you, especially in deeper leagues, which is what we talk about most of the time. So go ahead and give us your 12.
1: Uh, at 12, I have Devin DuVernay out of Texas. 5'11", 200 pounds. He's a little squatty. Really good speed. Not so much on the agility. So I, I definitely, for me, he's a guy that, he's that outside guy. He's opposite your alpha dog, but playing a different role than Isaiah Hodgins. Like, Hodgins is, I'm going to get you 11 yards on third and 10. DuVernay is, I'm going to get you 72 yards on second and one. So I, I feel like that's sort of, you know, they they kind of played those different games. He had a late breakout age. I I, I like his game. I, I think that he he has, he's, he's somebody that can come in and, contribute in a very specific role while he learns to be an NFL receiver. I don't think that's going to be great for fantasy his first year or two. Mm-hmm. So you, you draft him, you throw him on your taxi squad, let him flash a couple times, move him for you know a second-round pick when you spend a third-round pick on him.
0: Yeah, so Duvernay was the guy that I was talking about that I thought maybe I should have put in over K.J. Hill because I agree, especially if he lands in a good spot that uses him in the slot the right way. He could be, I don't want to compare him to Cooper Cup, but I could see him having like that kind of dynamic effect on an offense, especially if he gets a quarterback who's really going to rely on him. So I like Duvernay. That was kind of an oversight, unfortunately, on my part. I should have gone him over K.J. Hill. Uh, my 13 is Donovan Peoples-Jones out of that team up north. Uh, I mean, he really kind of lit people up at the combine, and, and he's one of the guys that I've been talking about with Isaiah Hodgins that I think really unfortunately got hurt by by his team and his college quarterback. I mean, I think we can all admit Shea Patterson is just not good. And and Donovan Peoples-Jones still put up okay stats playing with a horrible quarterback. 6'2", 2'12", 10-inch hand size, which is in the 91st percentile, which is ridiculous. Uh, Just a 25.1% college dominator. uh, Breakout age of 19.5. Does have a 99th percentile burst score and 145.2. So he's a guy who I think can – he's going to be a guy that I think you can grab late in probably the third or fourth round, as I talked about with the other two guys, that really will shoot up your boards. I I really do think if he lands on a decent team – he can be a wide receiver too for fantasy. He's got all of the skills that you need to be a good wide receiver. I think he was just limited by Shea Patterson. Uh, you know, he's a guy who I wasn't that high on earlier in the process. And then guys like Ray uh, and Kyle, uh, they really have kind of sold me on him, and I really am starting to believe believe in him like they are. That he's going to be a guy who can do something at the next level. So Donovan People Jones is a guy that is shooting up my boards. Uh, I would not be surprised if he doesn't possibly make it into my top 10 if he lands on a good team. Because I do think he's going to get drafted in the 3rd or 4th round of the NFL draft. I think NFL teams are going to be higher on him than we are in the fantasy community. So he's 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 a guy that I think is going to rise quickly throughout this process. Let's uh so we're in the top 12 now. These are the guys that I think all these guys have chances to at worst be wide receiver 2s. Uh, do you agree with that on your top 12 or you think there's still some like wide receiver threes in this area.
1: No, I I, I definitely think that that is uh, what I would expect on somebody that I have in my top 12 wide receivers.
0: All right, there's two. So it looks like our 12. Who do I have that you don't? Oh, okay. I see the two because I see you've got two guys that I don't have in them and the rest of them are kind of mixed around. Wait, I don't know. I, I, We got something mixed up here because I've got two guys in here I know you don't. So, let's kick it off. Who do you have at number 12?
1: I have Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota. The big maroon touchdown machine, 6'2", 206. You know, he he didn't he, – He I think he left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths by going to Mobile, mobile and, and then backing out and not playing, uh, not doing anything combine-wise um now we're at this the point where uh pro days are getting shut down uh, it may benefit him uh that he's going to have to people are going to have to do a lot more film evaluation of him and when you you, you look at him he, he put up I mean he scored 25 touchdowns in the last two seasons he broke out when yeah. he was 19 uh 30 touchdowns for his or wait a minute uh 30 three touchdowns for his career so with the last two years he caught over 160 passes for over almost 2500 yards with 25 touchdowns so he knows how to make plays uh he's not going to beat you with speed he's going to have to to learn how to uh separate with route running i do think his route running is going to need to improve versus nfl cornerbacks but he, he does have uh he does bring a lot to the table. He he can catch the ball. Yeah. You know, he when it goes up there, it, he believes it's his and he's going to come down with it.
0: Yeah, that's what I have on him too. I can't wait to uh, uh to talk about him. I've got him a little bit higher up my list, but uh yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, I think he's a really good prospect. These guys are getting overlooked uh, a lot because of the way I think he I think we can all agree I feel he he kind of handled this whole process the wrong way. And I think that's what's kind of hurt him a little bit. But if you really go back and look at what he did in college, uh, I mean, there's no way that you can knock this down, guy down your ranks because he he's just produced. Uh, so for me at 12, I had a guy you've already talked about in uh, uh, Brian, my goodness, Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State. Uh, I have liked him a lot. Really kind of came on this year. I think some of it having to do with how good Jaden Daniels was for them at quarterback. Uh, Obviously had Nikhil Harry ahead of him last year, and that's kind of been the big knock on him that he couldn't get past Nikhil Harry, whereas some NFL scouts are saying that he's better than Nikhil Harry. I wouldn't doubt that, but I'm also a noted Nikhil Harry hater. So I do like Brandon Ayuk a lot. Uh, 40.6% dominator rating in college is in the 82nd percentile. Breakout age of 21.5. I, I, Really not much else to add on to what you said. He he's got phenomenal catch radius. He doesn't have a whole lot of speed. I am a little bit worried about him being that this he only had the one year of really great productivity here. This past year, but from what I've seen out of uh, out of him this last year, I think he can be a really good wide receiver, but I do agree with you. He's not he's not someone who's going to be the alpha dog. He's that guy that I think you can put on the other side as your wide receiver to your possession receiver. You're going to be able to throw – you can have Mitch Trubisky throwing him the ball, and he's going to make some great catches because he'll, he'll go up there and get it. So I, I like Ayuk a lot, and I think he's going to be a, kind of a lot like Isaiah Hodgins I mentioned earlier. I think he could be that red zone monster type with his catch radius – but all in all, I think he's going to be a good wide receiver. Wide receiver, more likely a wide receiver too than an alpha dog in the NFL, as you mentioned earlier. Who is your number eleven?
1: At eleven, I have uh, the small school dude uh, Antonio Gandy Golden, six foot four, two hundred twenty-three pounds. He dominated against lower level competition, and you would expect that he had three straight one thousand yard seasons, scored thirty touchdowns. Uh, had a, a 19.4 breakout age. Uh, he's another guy. He's not going to beat you with speed. He, I think he plays a little faster than his four six, uh, but he's he's going to be one of those guys that gets out and makes chunk yardage, uh, kind of like Cooper Cup. Sort of. Uh, I could see him fitting into that kind of mold where yeah. uh, he plays plays that big slot slot position. Gets a decent amount of catches, but only averages, you know, eleven or twelve yards instead of fourteen or fifteen yards.
0: So my number eleven scares me a little bit, and uh, I like him. I, I like what he did in college. Obviously, had a phenomenal combine. Everybody was talking about how he was one of the winners here, and you're going to see why. Uh, you know, I've been given for a lot of the stuff that I've been given here. Usually, uh, usually I use expand the box score, and you're using Player Profiler. So I figured I'd use Player Profiler, so we're all looking at the same stuff here. And my, mine's Denzel Mims, who again had a phenomenal combine. So 42.3% college dominator rating, uh, eighty-six percentile. Breakout age, 19.9. Now, I just want to read this other stuff because it, it's ridiculous. 40 yard dash, 4.38, 96th percentile. Speed score, 115.6, 96th percentile. Burst score, 131, 90th percentile. Agility score, 11.9, which is just the 67th percentile. But then catch radius, a 10.34, which is in the 96th percentile. And his best comparison is Chris Godwin, which is what's got everybody up in arms about him because we all see, we all know what we've seen out of Chris Godwin here the past year, or two, really two years. I don't know if I think he's going to be Chris Godwin. I really don't. Mim scares me a little bit, and it's something that uh, Ray Garvin, who who's a friend of the show, really one of the best in the community, has said. You're supposed to scout the player and not scout the helmet, but part of me is kind of scouting the helmet in this. It worries me a little bit because we have barely seen successful Baylor wide receivers, and I know that it's not fair to say that because he's never, you know, he has nothing to do with any of those other guys who came out. Obviously, Josh Gordon was really good. But it just scares me that no Baylor wide receiver has ever been able able to be successful, really, in the NFL. I'm a little bit worried about him and where he may land on a team, but... From what he's seen, what I've shown on the film, and I guess some of what we've seen at the combine, I've got him up here at uh, at eleven for me. He sh- he could probably be higher. I know he's higher on your ranks. He's probably going to be higher on a lot of other people's ranks, which probably means if you're following mine, you're not going to get him in a lot of drafts. And I'm kind of okay with that because I do like a lot of the guys. There's like one guy ahead of him on my list that actually you have you're about to talk about that I might move down below him. But outside of him, I would take everybody on my list ahead of him. So I like Mims. I'm just not sold he's going to be this top wide receiver one that a lot of people think he is because he's getting the comparisons to Chris Godwin.
1: Yeah, I, I don't... You know, comparisons are tough. You you yeah. look at body type and, and play style. And, you know, I, I got to believe as somebody who was acquiring shares of Corey Coleman and he looked good for the Giants <laughs> last year. Looked like he was going to look like he was going to have that third year breakout last year till he got that injury. So, you know, who, who knows? Maybe, maybe Coleman will come back and redeem and Denzel Mims, uh, will, will be there playing, uh, Robin to, to Coleman's Batman or something. Um, you know, I, I do have Mims a little bit higher. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll see what, once it shakes out with, uh, after the draft, where things land. But uh, at number 10 for me, uh, I, I have, uh, you know, for lack of a better nickname, I'm going to call him Frankenstein <laughs> because he's injured so often. I think they're having to constantly put, put new parts on, uh, which is LaVisca Chenault out of uh, Colorado. Colorado or Colorado State? Colorado.
0: Yeah, he's a Buffalo. Uh,
1: and, uh, you know, 6'1", 227, built like a big running back. Uh, decent speed. Uh, very dynamic, but man, that injury bug is something. You know, at play, player profile, pro, player easy for me to say. <laughs> player profiler comps him to AJ Brown, mm-hmm. uh, which Golly. is nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it seems like he he may be the yin yin to AJ Brown's yang, meaning uh, when AJ Brown is playing, which is all the time, Lavisca Chenault is injured, so that might not that might not necessarily be. Uh, uh, flattering. You know, he's dynamic. He's rough as a route runner, definitely needs, needs to improve. Uh, But, you know, he's good. I think he's going to be a higher draft pick. He's going to have the draft capital and draft capital is going to give you opportunity, Uh, whether it's fair or not. uh, That's just the way the NFL works. The higher you're drafted, the more chances you get. And at 6'1", 227, with four, five, eight speed, you know, and he certainly looks like he plays a heck of a lot faster than four, five, eight. Yeah, uh, you know, he, he'll be he'll be one to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, I don't uh, I don't disagree with you there. I have him a little bit higher. Um, you know, the the injuries scare me some. I wrote the the draft profile for him, uh, the Dynasty Nerds, and I kind of feel like it's. Maybe a little bit overblown, although then it didn't help that he came into the combine injured and that really kind of sent off a lot of red flags uh, and a lot of warning signs for a lot of people. So I do think that's really going to be the only thing that holds him back, though, is if he if he's injured uh, a lot throughout his career in the NFL, because I would not be surprised if he gets out there and if he's able to stay healthy. If he's not just as explosive, if not more explosive, than what we saw out of A.J. Brown in the back half there for the Titans. So I really like Chanel. Uh, he's a good player. Like I said, I've got him a little bit higher uh, in my rankings. Uh, my number 10, uh, it hurts me a little bit to have this guy here because I love him, uh, but I know a lot of people don't even have him this high. He's a guy I know I'll be able to get in late in a lot of drafts, and that's Isaiah Hodgins out of uh, Oregon State. 6'4, 209. I mean, this kid is just ridiculous. Uh, Go throw on his, not even just his highlight reel, just throw on the tape and watch some of the catches that this guy makes. His hand and body control is just ridiculous. Uh Obviously, some of the weaknesses, his one biggest weakness is his long speed. He's not burning anybody. That's okay. He's more of a possession-wide receiver. He's not meant to be a deep threat, a lot like uh Guy you were just mentioning earlier, Tyler Johnson, Brandon Ayuk. There's a lot of those guys in this class, unfortunately. Uh, But he was so good last year that he didn't have to come back for his senior year and was able to come out, uh, which I think speaks a lot. He got good enough grade evaluations that he he wanted to come out of college, which I think was – Proves that there are NFL teams that are high on him. A breakout age of uh, 19 uh, and a 40.8% dominator rating last year. Uh, Had about a year and a half of really good production. Last year was really good. The year before, if you go back and look at it, he was like one of the top Pac 12 wide receivers and everything and playing on a team that had two wins. Like they were just complete trash and he was able to dominate. And again, Pac 12, you know, is not a, not a, an easy conference to put numbers up against, like some could argue Antonio Gandy Golden, where he where he uh, went to Liberty. So I liked I like Isaiah Hodgins a lot. Um, you know, as as I said, just great body control, huge catch radius, great hands. He's he's going to be a guy that I think you can get in the third or fourth round. And he he might move up my board more depending on where he lands. Obviously, landing spot's going to change. A, not I shouldn't say a lot of it, but some of these guys for both of us. Uh, but I just I like his his chances and his skill set in the at the next level with the especially with his catch radius. I think he's going to be an absolute stud in the NFL. Don't love that they're comparing him to Chantavious Jones <laughs> uh, on <laughs> player profiler, who's done absolutely nothing. I believe he hasn't even done anything in the XFL either, where he's at at the moment. So you, you know. Not really thrilled about that comparison, or was, I'm sorry, he ended up going into the XFL the first time around, I don't think he's in there now, but uh, yeah, so not thrilled with that comparison, but I I still love the kid, Uh, like I said, if he lands on a, even a half decent offense, he might end up moving up my list, because I'm just, I'm so much in love with this kid, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt, I guess, maybe maybe I'm too infatuated with him for my own good, but I like Hodgins a lot, I think he's going to be really good at the next level. Who is your number nine?
1: At number nine, and I'm pro- this is the probably the one I'm gonna catch the most hell for. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I have uh, uh, the Mighty might, the Alabama Rocket, Henry Ruggs yeah, at, at number demon. nine. So, I, you know, we've all, we've heard the arguments all over Twitter about market share and the number of first round picks on his team, and all of these things. And they all have a certain amount of validity. And for me, it just came down to when you add all of that stuff up and then you take and you look I you know, I saw something the other day and I think there's only been, I don't think there's ever been a, a player that ran a 4-2 at the Combine that's ever posted a wide receiver one season nope. for fantasy purposes. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure, I, I think there's only like one Or two that ran in the four threes that posted a wide receiver one season.
0: Let me let me say one thing on that really quick. That they so they did post that up on NFL Network, and I want to say that is a tad bit misleading. Because I think it's fair to say that if you look at what John Ross has done when he's on the field, he's proven he can be a wide receiver one or at least a wide receiver two. For a the couple games
1: the season, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, that, okay, so that's the, that's the one thing I'll say is the difference, though, so is a lot of these other guys that they're they're throwing in that category, they just weren't good wide receivers. The difference with John Ross is he was hurt. Now, granted, Henry Ruggs ended up getting hurt after running the 40, but we've seen that Ruggs can run routes and everything, so I, I don't know if it's fair to put it – I think it may be fair to say that he's the outlier of those of all those other wide receivers. So I don't think it's crazy that you have him up here. I don't have him ranked at all, him or Antonio Gandy-Golden. Those are the two that we differ on. So go ahead and continue. I just, I just want to throw that out there. I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's fair to put him in that group with those guys because I think he's a better wide receiver than any of those guys. And again, John Ross, when he was on the field healthy, which has nothing to do with his play, just his health in general, he showed that he could be a top wide receiver.
1: Yeah, I mean – I could – it's definitely within the range of outcomes that he has Antonio Brown type of wide receiver one season. So T.Y. Hilton wide receiver one type of seasons. Because, you know, in – when you're doing the rookie draft here, you don't really know. Yeah. Whether you're picking them at the 101 or not. You just don't really ever know. They just – Sometimes they just don't translate to the NFL. And to me, consistent college production means something. And so looking at Henry Ruggs's college production, I will say it was consistent. It was consistent with a wide receiver two/slash wide receiver three yeah. production level. So do I would I like for him to come in and and blow the roof off the doors? Sure. But it, it isn't going to take very long of him underperforming before he's doing kick returns and punt returns. So he's got to hit the ground running and he's got to get it right. Even if he's a high, high draft pick, you know, teams are showing they'll high high draft capital will get you on the field, but it won't keep you on the field. So he's got to he's gonna have to come in and produce. And then be able to maintain it at 185 pounds, and th- there's not been a lot of receivers that have been able to hold up to that. You know, Tyreek Hill, Antonio Brown, T.Y. Hilton. You know, the list starts getting kind of uh, skimpy after that. Yeah. So he's going to have to be an elite receiver. He's going to have to use more than speed because NFL defenses know how to take speed away from you. You may hit a few, but it won't necessarily lead to the type of consistency that you want for fantasy production.
0: Yeah, and then the one, the one thing I'll say on Ruggs, and, and the reason that I didn't have him ranked up here is, you're right, he, he produced in college. There's no doubt about that, but what always what kind of worries me is that he could never really get past Jerry Judy, which maybe makes sense because we all have Jerry Judy ranked at least at the worst. I would say is probably third in this class. Uh, but last year we saw Devonta Smith was even better than him for the most part throughout the year, and I don't think he's even ranked as, I I wouldn't even have him in like my top five coming out next year. So that's the only thing that worried me is that at times he was only the third best wide receiver on that team. Uh, and, And, you know, obviously some of the stuff we talked about earlier, where now I feel like I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth, where he was really fast, but nobody really fast has ever produced in the NFL kind of thing worries me a little bit. So that's why I don't have him ranked.
1: Well, I definitely think he's worth ranking.
0: <laughs> well, I have him ranked. I just meant like not in my top 15 is what I meant. Right. All right. So for me at number nine, I have Michael Pittman Jr. at a USC. 6'4", 220, uh, had a really good year his uh, final year here in college. Uh, 32.8% dominator rating, a 209 breakout uh age is getting compared to Dwayne Bowe which a lot of people think is bad but I, I do think a lot of people forget how good he was in Kansas City obviously he was horrible when he came over to our Cleveland Browns uh but in Kansas City he was actually a really good wide receiver uh, dude has got elite hands body control and catch radius uh the one things that he really struggles at is he's not going to get you a lot of yak uh, and and a lot as I'll say earlier with Brandon Ioke his one-year production scares me a little bit but what we saw at him, he had a really good combine, and not a lot of people were expecting him to have a good combine. And again, I think he falls into that group of there's a lot of guys in this class that are really going to be really good possession receivers. So it's just gonna be landing spot for a lot of these guys for me. And none of us are gonna know none of us know how these NFL teams feel about these guys. So like I could see Pittman being the first, I could see Ayuk being the first, Hodgins, like I don't know how they're going to value all these possession possession receiver guys, so depending on where they fall is going to move them up and down my boards, but I, I do think a lot like we mentioned with Ayuk and I said with Hodgins, I think they've got a chance to be a really good wide receiver too. They're not going to be that guy that's going to be the deep threat down the field, but they're going to be a quarterback's best friend. Really sure hands, really good catch radius, really good red zone threats, uh, and I think uh, Pittman has a chance to do that as well in the NFL. So he is my nine. Who do you have at number eight?
1: Well, I, I have Pittman at eight, and, and I agree with what you said. I think he has the potential to be maybe the best of the big possession wide receivers. I he's, agree. With he's that. got r- really eighty-nine percentile agility, or excuse me, uh, sixty-six percentile agility, with an eighty-nine percentile uh, burst or catch radius, and, and running a four-five. He has a ninety-third percentile speed score, and so. He, sh- he showed in his one year he can be pretty pretty productive he he's a pretty good pass runner yeah. uh, pass uh, pass catcher and route runner and and he has that you know it's easy to discount it, but he's got that NFL pedigree with his dad playing in the NFL so there are times you just kind of pick you-, you pick some stuff up you you learn how to be a pro when you're a kid hanging around a pro locker room. Some people get it and get all entitled like Duran Carter did when he came to <laughs> Ohio State. Yeah. Other guys don't. They come in and they, they know they have to, to work to be legitimate. They can't just ride daddy's coattails. <clears throat> so I, I think Pittman ha, has an opportunity to go in and, and be that possession receiver. And, and if he can play up to that 4 5 two, 40 time, uh, he could surprise and and possibly be uh, a true NFL number one with that six four and two hundred twenty three pound size.
0: Yeah, uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be fun to watch. I was gonna say the the one thing I'll say about him is I think his little brother Mike uh, Michael is uh, it's spelled different M Y C H A L. But uh, he's at Oregon this year. I think he has a chance to be even better. So I can't wait to see him kind of. Play out this year with Oregon, although they did lose Justin Herbert. But I'm with you. I think Pittman's got a chance to be really good at, at the NFL level. Uh, my number eight is a guy I might end up moving up higher. He's a guy a really liked. Uh, senior uh, Brian Edwards out of South Carolina, 6'3, 215. Had a college dominator rating of 48.4, breakout age of 17.8. Don't love his comparison. Corey Davis, although Corey Davis was a phenomenal college athlete as well, and, and we all thought coming into the NFL he'd be better. Maybe it's it's because of him landing with the Titans and Marcus Mariota. But Edwards is a, a rack monster. He can get you all kinds of yards after the catch. Really good at uh, making players miss, um, stiff arming them, getting them by him. Really good hands as well. If you go on and turn on the highlight reel, some of his contested highlight catches are ridiculous. My big two things I had on him are as kind of knocks is he struggles to separate at times, which may not matter as much again with how good he is in the contested catch area, uh, but also is not very good at ball tracking, which he's got the speed to get downfield, but he's not always that good at tracking the ball and tends to miss it. So that's something he's going to have to improve on. We obviously didn't get to see him do anything at the combine uh, because of the broken foot. I doubt he's going to do anything at the pro deck, especially with all these getting canceled, as you mentioned earlier. So he might be a guy that slips a little bit in the NFL draft and in, in that return might end up slipping in your rookie drafts. If you could get him in the second, late second, early third round, in my opinion, that's a steal. He was was the guy who was being talked about in the top of this class earlier in the year. Not in the top three, but like more to the five, six range. Uh, So definitely right around the back end of a first-round pick. So I like Brian Edwards a lot. I think he's got a chance to be really, really good at the NFL level. Who do you – that was my eight, so we're at seven. Who is your number seven?
1: I I have Mims that you had talked about before know, I feel like Mims is going to break that Baylor mold. You know, he didn't play for the old regime. He played for That's the true. new regime. You know, he, he's six, three, two Oh seven. So he's somewhere between Josh Gordon and Corey Coleman. When it comes to physical profile, uh, he did have 67 percentile agility score. So, so he should be able to get in and out of breaks pretty good. Um, I don't know if he plays to that four, three, eight speed, but again, you know, when you're stopping and starting, it's kind of hard to, to look like you're running a four, three, eight. Yeah. So, you know, he, he, he caught 55 balls or more in three, his last three seasons. So he he was consistent. Uh, his second season is, his yardage was down, but sophomore and uh, senior seasons, he broke a thousand yards put up 28 touchdowns in those three seasons so he knows where the end zone is at uh i like him a lot i think uh you know he was on the uh film nerd show uh, they were breaking him down a couple weeks ago uh-huh. and uh you know when they do that you got to be careful because they can make you fall in in love with a guy you didn't <laughs> like and make you fall out of love with the guy you do when those three guys get to talking
0: oh yeah 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 they they very good at what they do yeah that's why i try to uh try to avoid that at times because i'm like no no i don't want you to talk out like isaiah Hodgins i'm glad they haven't had him on there yet because i feel like they may talk me out of my love for him and i don't want that to happen like i'm, I'm trying to plan the honeymoon right now and i don't i don't want to sit there and, and and skip all that stuff so for me at a seven i have lavisca Chenault who you talked about earlier Uh don't have much else to add to to what you said i think you kind of nailed him it's really going to be as i mentioned the injury history can't can he get past the injury bug here in the nfl because if he does I think we could be wrong having him ranked as low as we do. I think he could easily jump up there in that top five just with his ability. you know, if, if you don't know much about him, I would say re- go back and read uh, what he's been through his life. He's, he's not had an easy life, and everything he's kind of persevered through uh, was one of the best players uh, at Colorado and in Colorado history. Uh, so I really like Chanel. I'm rooting for the kid. I really want him to do well, and I'm really hoping he can kind of kick that injury bug at the next level because I think he's going to be an absolute stud in the NFL if he can get past those injuries. So let's move on to our number six. Who do you have at six?
1: Well, I have your number eight, Brian Edwards. You know, I, I don't have a whole lot more to add. He's uh, he, he's gonna need to come in, and uh, I I I wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, suffer a little bit of a fall, just because he's he, he he isn't able to work out. So they're gonna have to go off the tape, which yeah. is really good. So you know, he did produce for for uh, four years, put up. You know, decent numbers, uh, a high as 71 yards or 71 catches, but only 846 was his yardage high. So, you know, there, there's definitely, you know, I, I don't know if he's, he's shown that he can carry the load and put a team on his back. Right. Uh, he broke out early, young, under 18 years old when he burst on the scene. So I don't think the stage is going to be too big for him, but he's going to have to, uh, you know, once the lid lifts on all this travel and stuff, you know, he's going to have to get out there and and hopefully he'll be able to, to, you know, put some workouts in to go along with the tape he's put out.
0: For me at six, I have uh, Tyler Johnson. Uh, I like him a lot. I'm pretty much in lockstep with everything you were saying about him. His, uh, you know, he does struggle to separate. His blocking is also not very good, but his the use of his body and hands is just ridiculous. His contested catch is really good. Actually has surprising deep speed. You'd be surprised how many times he gets by cornerbacks just because he's a little bit shiftier than people think. Uh, and, and Tyler Johnson's kind of like right on the verge of who I think. After Tyler Johnson, I, my top five I think are easily wide receiver ones in the NFL – Tyler Johnson's like right there on the cusp for me, because as you mentioned earlier, he did so much at Minnesota. I mean, and he's a guy that when they were, when Minnesota was going into play teams, everybody knew Tyler Johnson's the one you have to stop. Now Rashad Bateman came on this year and kind of helped out Tyler Johnson even more. But before Bateman got there, Minnesota did not have a lot of weapons around him, and everybody knew Tyler Johnson was the guy, and yet he still produced every single year with subpar quarterbacks as well up until this last season. So I, I love what I saw out of him in college. I really am excited to see what happens at the next level. It's, I think it's funny that a lot of people seem to be knocking him for stuff that's happening off the field. The not going to the, uh, I think it was the he didn't get invited to the Senior Bowl, and then I think he was supposed to go to the the East West Shrine Game, and then he backed out of that. Came said he was going to be training for the Combine to come to the Combine and do all the drills. Then he backed out of a bunch of the drills at the Combine. It seems to be rubbing people the wrong way. I don't understand why people are taking it that seriously. In my opinion, he may be getting bad advice, but he's trying to do what he thinks is best for him, and at this point, that's all that should matter. He's trying to improve his draft stock. Now, again, saying you're going to do something and backing out doesn't look good, but whatever. If that's what he was told to do and he trusts whoever tells him to do that, then then he's going to do that. So I have nothing against the kid on that part of it. I'm going to go strictly on what I've seen on the tape of him, uh, and it's really good. So he's right on the verge of being an elite wide receiver for me in this class and again what's something you mentioned uh, with all the stuff off the field and everything if that drops him really down in the NFL draft and rookie draft same thing I said with LaVisca Chennault I think he's going to be an absolute steal if you can get him anywhere in the second round so love me some Tyler Johnson I cannot wait to see where he ends up going at uh, in the NFL draft so let's get into our top five I imagine uh your top five you think all are wide receiver ones
1: uh, they definitely have that potential.
0: Yeah, we have the same top five, not in the same order, but we have the same top five. So go ahead and give us who you have at five.
1: Well, I, I have Justin Jefferson out of LSU at five. five, six one two o oh, two, put up a four four three at the combine. Uh, didn't run a three cone, so he doesn't have an agility score. It was uh, interesting. I saw saw some talk going around a uh, article. I forget where it was. I think Ray. Uh, oh. I- I've, anyways, I don't remember where the who had the article, but they were the article was basically stating the case that wide receivers should stop running three cone. Yeah, I I don't know that all wide receivers should stop running three cone. Uh, I don't think it benefits guys like uh, you know DK Metcalf and Tyler Johnson and and stuff, and probably even uh, Justin Jefferson. I think when you get down to the smaller slot guys, uh, I I think a three-cone, if you think a guy is going to be playing within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage and the way he's going to get open is with quickness, then I think a three-cone is important. But if the guy's going to be running 15-yard patterns, curls, flies, whatnot, I I don't know that uh, a three-cone is going to really put – it, it really doesn't put the emphasis on what he can do. Mm-hmm. So at six one two o two, you know uh, Jefferson is another guy. He he didn't uh, he really only had one season of extreme production. Junior year uh, was it his junior? Maybe his sophomore year. Fifty four receptions for eight hundred and seventy five yards. And then last year he put up one hundred and eleven catches for fifteen hundred and forty yards with eighteen touchdowns. So, you know, he was a benefit of the, the Joe Burrow, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Joe Brady, Jamar Chase uh, team there that was just scoring a ton of points. So it's, it's you, you want to believe you saw the traits. You know, he got open, he made plays. Um, so it's, it's, he's, got, he's got the size to be a wide receiver one. Uh, he's he's showed the skill set, so let's bring him in, put him in a position where he can uh, step in with. I, I, you know, you don't want him going, you know, you don't want him going to Miami where they're still trying to figure things out, or to the Jets where Adam Gase is a hot mess, uh, <laughs> or or the Bears where Mitch Trubisky can't hit the broadside of Dolly Parton. Yeah, but if he can go somewhere where he's able to play with. Uh, a good quarterback. You know, if if Rivers or Brady go to Indianapolis, they have a good offensive line. T.Y. Hilton, Paris Campbell <coughs> in the slot. Almost said Paris Hilton again. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting and throw throw Jefferson on on the outside on the other side. He could be just with that offense ordered, and he could put up you know a fifty catch rookie season there.
0: Yeah, so we we have our our next two flip flopped. I have uh I have Jefferson at four, and I have T Higgins at five. Uh, and I could have gone either way with both of these guys. I think they're very close to each other. Uh, you know, and I think it's weird to say because I have all these guys in my tier one, but I feel like the top three are kind of right there, and then these two are right below it. Not much below it, but I I kind of see them just a, a smidge below my top three. Uh, but T. Higgins, six four two fifteen, the junior out of Clemson. I mean, just dominated last year. Uh, has dominated really the past two years uh, since Trevor Lawrence kind of stepped in and became the starter. Twenty nine point seven percent college dominator and eighteen point six breakout age. Uh, didn't have a, didn't do much at the combine and everything, so we don't have any other workout metrics for him. Uh, but if you have watched him at all in the past two years at Clemson, you know the kid's a stud. Uh, I have no doubts that wherever he goes, he can. Uh, he, he's going to be really good at the NFL level. Clemson used him all over the place. Uh, In fact, I I posted a tweet a long time ago about where, if you watch the National Championship game, where they actually ended up using him as a running back out of the backfield, and he scored like a, uh, I believe it was a 60-yard touchdown on the run. Uh, Just a great catch radius as well. Really good and willing blocker. Incredible ball tracking and body control. Uh, The only things I had negative on him uh, was he struggles sometimes to get off press coverages, and he uh, has some concentration drops, which obviously – uh, I don't worry as much about when they go into the NFL because that's you work on that a lot more in the NFL level with jug machines and everything and trying to make sure you don't drop the ball like Amari Brickhand. So I'm not as worried about the drops going to the NFL level. Uh, but, I mean, the fact that I really only have one negative on T. Higgins just speaks to how good he is. So I, I love him a lot. Like I said, he could be back and forth between uh, – I'm back and forth between him and Justin Jefferson, so I'll just talk about him really quick since you mentioned him. He is my number four. Uh, you said six three one ninety two junior out of LSU. I mean, yeah, he's just ridiculous. Elite hands, contested catches, Body control, willing blocker. My only negative I had on him was uh, he needs to be more consistent in the short area. That's it. Like, I literally couldn't find any other negatives on his game. Love Justin Jefferson. I agree with you. I I would even say, as much as I'd hate to see him go to Chicago, I think if he went to Chicago opposite A-Rob with Anthony Miller in the slot, I still think outside of Mitch probably overthrowing him five or six times or throwing it, like, way too far to the right or left, uh, Justin Jefferson could still probably have a really good – really good fantasy year there because he's just that damn good. So I love Jefferson a lot as well. And he is my number four. Who do you have at four?
1: Uh, I have Higgins at four. So, you know, we have him flipped. I, 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 don't really have anything to add, add, you know, he, he did put up a good time at his pro day. He was able yeah. to get the pro day in before the travel ban. Uh, you know, early breakout age producing, uh, at a very high level. Uh, he never, you know, they, they were playing in the, the playoffs pretty much his entire career, and it never appeared to be too big for him.
0: Yeah. I think they actually played in the playoffs his entire career. not So, yeah, yeah. it's And you're right. It never The stage never looked too big for him, which is a good thing. All right. Who do you have at number three? Because, we like I said, we have the same top five, but ours are mixed around here a little bit. We have uh, differences in three. The only same one we have is our number one wide receiver. So who do you have at three?
1: At, at three, I, you know, and this is another guy like when we talk about deeper running backs and Anthony McFarland, I always, you know, all I can ever remember is the game against Ohio State. <laughs> My number three with Jalen Rager, all I can remember is that game against Ohio State. Yeah. So, you know, R- Rager, 5'11, 206, good size, dynamic with the ball in his hand, good speed. Struggles a little bit with the agility. He, he ran a 7-3-1-3 cone, uh, so, so that's not terrific, but Rager has shown the ability to, to return kicks and punts, and he's just electric when the, he gets the ball in his hand. Uh, broke out at 18.7 years old. Uh, had some uh, struggles last year with uh, his quarterback play. Yeah. Uh, he, he ended up Uh, had 72 receptions in 2018 for 1,061 yards and nine touchdowns, Uh, but only 43 receptions last year. Um, His his catch percentage went down. Uh, They worked the ball down the field to him a lot, so his catch percentage isn't real high, but even last year it was disappointingly low at 46.2. And, and, uh, you know, we're going to put a decent amount of – accountability for that on on the the quarterback play there so i think uh rager is is a guy that can come in and fit into a team right away be able to play early uh he's a good route runner uh i'm looking forward to seeing where he lands
0: yeah i I love rager i've got him at number two and i just want to be all you know Full transparency, I've had him above my next player, which is Jerry Judy at three. Throughout the almost this entire process, I've had him and Lamb above Judy. Uh, I like Judy a lot, who is my number three. I still think he's got a chance to be a phenomenal wide receiver. I do think he is the best route runner in this class, hands down. I don't think there's even a competition uh, on that. But six one one ninety two, 192, the junior out of Alabama, 25.1% college dominator rating, a 19.4 breakout age. Uh, did not do as well at the combine as a lot of people had hoped. Uh, and that did say I did see some people questioning him. Some I'm just I'm not worried about his speed and, and the way he did in some of the drills. His route running is just so damn good. He's gonna be able to get open. And his if you if you watch him run routes, the way that he fakes out defenders sometimes with his head movement and how he's just always right where he needs to be. I mean, to his releasing the ball before Judy even gets there, and he's right. I mean, it's just beautiful. It's, Judy is a phenomenal route runner. I think that's why he has a chance to be the number one wide receiver taken. He is just extremely smooth in and out of his breaks. Great hands and footwork and, uh, ball tracking. Interestingly enough, the one thing that, uh, I think he struggles with a lot is, uh, drops, just like a Mark Cooper out of Alabama. Drops are really his biggest issue, and, and he's not very good in contested catch situations, but, In fairness to him, he doesn't get in those a lot because he's not that big of a wide receiver. And he's more of that guy who's going to beat you again with his route running. And and he can get loose a little bit if he gets by you. Uh, But I, I like Judy a lot. I just, in my opinion, there's a little bit more upside with my next two uh which is which is Rager at too since you just mentioned him. Uh, you know, I, I do think that the three he had three quarterbacks last year and all of them were just hot garbage. Uh and so I do think that affected his play a little bit. The kid is phenomenal. I know a, a lot of people were hoping he'd run faster at the combine. I think some of that was just in his head. I think he got too hyped up for it and did not do good because he's Definitely faster on the field if you watch him than what he showed in his 40. I love Rager. You're right, he he did not do good in the the three-cone drill, but I don't think he needs to worry about that that much with the speed that he has. Um, He's elusive when he gets the ball. He's got really good hands. He's actually a better route runner than people give him credit for. Uh, And interestingly enough, he's really good at contested catches as well, which would, I think, surprise a lot of people when you hear, as you mentioned, he's 5'11". But if you go out there and watch some of the the catches that he made, where TCU quarterbacks were just throwing the ball up, and and Rager was out jumping guys that were taller than him uh, to get the ball, and that speaks to he was actually for a long. I don't know if he still holds the record, uh, but he he did hold the record for like high jump in uh, in Texas for a very long time. He's and and long jump too, I think, or broad jump. Like he's just he's a phenomenal all around athlete. Uh, I think whoever gets Rager is going to get a steal. I still think he's probably a I think he's the second best prospect behind Lamb, uh, and I've seen a lot of rookie drafts, uh, ADP stuff, where he's still going like at two, five, two, six. That's just an absolute steal because I, I don't care where he goes. I think he's going to produce at the NFL level. Uh, so since I already mentioned that we kind of flip-flopped our guys here, it means Ju- you have Jerry Judy at 2. Give us your thoughts on Jerry Judy.
1: It, you know, I agree with what you said on Judy. Probably the biggest challenge for Judy is – at six one and 190 pounds, he's going to have to make sure that he can get off the line of scrimmage. Yeah. You know, cornerbacks have gotten bigger and bigger, and you know they take away a player's speed by not letting him get off the line. So as, as long as he can release off the line, I think he's going to be fine. He's he's an exceptional route runner. He's got good speed, but he's going to have to make sure that he, he's good with his hands. Get that upper body strength. You will maybe go work out with CD Lamb for a bit or something.
0: <laughs> well, mentioning CD Lamb, he is both of our wide receiver ones. So I'll let you kick it off. Why and uh, why do you, what do you like about CD Lamb and why is he sitting at number one for you?
1: You know, size wise, he's very comparable to, to the other guys at 6'2, 200 pounds. Uh, okay, wide receiver speed, four five didn't run yeah. three cones so we don't know what the agility score is um, but man he just it, he makes plays he, when the ball is in the air it's his ball I I've watched some of it and I and I get the argument oh big 12 or whatever the hell conference that is now <laughs> defenses aren't that they're not very good well and I guess the defense is not very good. You would expect a guy that is good to have, you know, 17.8 and 21.4 yards per reception and put up 25 touchdowns over two years. So, yeah, he didn't catch uh, a ton of passes, 65 and 62 in his last two years, but he was uh, almost 2,500 yards and 25 touchdowns. So uh, he's super explosive. Uh, He, you know, he plays like he's got the ability, uh, he's got the physicality to be able to hold up to some of those uh, bigger uh, cornerbacks, to be able to get off the line. Uh, And so I'm really looking forward to seeing how he matches up. I think that, for me, he's the clear number one in this class. Uh, Is it a big gap between one and two? I don't think it's a big gap, but there's a gap. It's it's C.D. Lamb, and then the debate starts.
0: Yeah, and and I don't disagree with you. And, and you know, we've we've both had him up there at the top for for a long time. Uh, you know, a lot of people had Jerry Judy there. Some people still do, and I, I don't think you know. I know some people have Rager there. I, I don't. I don't have a huge gap between the three of them. But for me, C.D. Lamb is my clear number one, and then it's it's Rager Judy. And I agree with everything you said. Uh, you know, you just brought up the Big Twelve argument. Well. Go back and look at what he did in the playoffs against uh against Alabama this last year. He dominated that defense and you're not nobody can tell me that defense is not good because they are. So I have no issues with C.D. Lamb and the defenses he played in college. Uh, You're right, he's not the fastest wide receiver, but watch what he does on the field uh, every Saturday. He still makes players miss and gets all kinds of rack yards because he's just a really smart and elusive runner. Uh, I I love everything about Lamb. Uh, He's got great catch radius, great hands, great head. Uh, on his shoulders, I think he's very smart. Uh, so I, I just I love Lamb altogether. I think he should be the number one wide receiver drafted in the NFL and fantasy. I still think Judy's going to end up being the number one wide receiver drafted in the NFL draft, uh, but I do think Lamb is more than likely going to be the number one in fantasy. So I'm really excited to see where those guys land because I I think it's going to be very interesting and in, in how that may shift the the dynamics in the ADPs for the rookie draft. So. There's a a lot of mock drafts that have been coming out lately. Before we get out of here, I want to ask you, uh, I think the most I've seen is, I think it was nine in the first round. So over, under on wide receivers, you think drafted in the first round on nine, or 9.5, I guess.
1: I'm sorry. I was reading something. What was that? No,
0: you're good. How many uh, over, under 9.5 wide receivers drafted in the first round? Under. Under? Okay. How many do you think get drafted in the first round?
1: You know receiver is a position it's a luxury position. You build your team from the inside out and then you then you fill the skill positions. Um and so while I could see some going in the back half uh a couple early a few in the back half I'm probably in the 6 range. Okay.
0: Yeah, I would I would say probably I think it's gonna be like maybe seven or eight, but I wouldn't be surprised especially with this deep as this class is that you don't see maybe only five or six go in the first round, if that, because I do think a lot of teams will look at him like, look, this class is so deep, we'll just wait till the second or third round to grab some wide receivers. So definitely gonna yeah, be I mean, interesting. There's a lot of
1: good offensive tackles. Yeah. And you can never have too many of them. Quarterback isn't very deep. So, you know, people will be reaching up for you know, if, if there's some if Love and Herbert and Eason uh, and some of those guys, if somebody falls in love with any of them, Hertz or Fromm, you know, I could see some. I don't think Fromm's going in the first round. That's not no, what I'm saying. No, yeah. Uh, or Hertz either. But uh, you know, man, Hertz looks fantastic thrown against air. <laughs> if, if only he d- didn't have to decipher a defense and make a quick decision. Man, he looked beautiful at that that pro day.
0: Yeah, I've but, seen him. I'm see, I've seen him rising up some people's boards, man. It's It's definitely gonna be interesting. All it takes is that one team. I mean, I. Because, I don't want to compare him to Lamar Jackson because I think Lamar Jackson is the overall better prospect. But there's a lot of people saying a lot of negative things about Lamar Jackson. And then Baltimore re- reached up in the first round and grabbed him, and it's worked out from so far. So I don't know no, what's it, gonna happen.
1: Hurts had Hertz had better college stats than Lamar.
0: Yeah, but I, better, I mean better
1: completion percentage and and whatnot, but. Uh, I just think Lamar processed things a lot quicker, yeah. made decisions a lot quicker. So
0: Yeah, well, um, I'm I'm with you. Yeah. They're, 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 I, I hope
1: I hope in my, my uh super flex rookie drafts that somebody falls in love with the Jalen Hurts type and, and lets uh <laughs> Justin Herbert fall.
0: Oh, I'm right there with you. He's speaking my love language right there, talking about Justin Herbert. Did you see that throw he made the other day, like barely even moving 65 yards? Oh, I love it. Kid's going to be phenomenal at the next level, I'm telling you. All right. Well, yeah, that well, – We'll see. No, nah, nah, no, no, we'll see. He's going to be phenomenal, I'm telling you right now. Uh, you know, I'm going to oh, – I'll stake my no, – no reputation on it right now. You know, just like Rojo. He's going to be phenomenal, I'm telling you. Right. But – uh. okay. <laughs> That'll, uh, that'll do it for us today. I uh, haven't said this in a while, so if you guys have time, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. It helps us out. We hit like a huge spike for a while, and then it just kind of died down. Uh, we'd appreciate that as it really helps us out, helps get our name out there. Uh, we will be back on Monday, hopefully talking some possible NFL free agency. Uh, there's obviously a lot of rumors that stuff's going to get postponed due to everything going on, not just with the... Uh, the coronavirus, but obviously the, the the NFLPA vote and everything as well. So if there's nothing moving on, we'll we'll talk about something on Monday. But we'll definitely be back on Monday talking with Mr. Matthew Fox. So Dennis, have yourself a good weekend, and I look forward to talking to you again on Monday.
1: Right on. Have a great weekend.
0: Prepare for glory. I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn on ready? I came out
1: the womb, line ready.
0: Touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. one up above his head. They can't jump with me. Golly! Oh, will they tackle him in the line? Who can make a play? I can! Who can make a play? I can! <laughs> I can. <laughs>